0: Marvelicious Toys is brought to you in part by Dorkside Toys. At DorksideToys.com, you can get the latest Marvel toys, as well as Star Wars, G.I. Joe, The Walking Dead, and more. Run by toy fans, you can be assured your order will be given great attention and packed with care. Sign up to their social channels now for stock alerts, reviews, and toy and movie news. DorksideToys.com. You'd be a dork not to shop there. Welcome to Marvelicious Toys' continuing coverage of the 2016 Toy Fair International. In this show, we'll be looking at all the new Marvel collectibles coming from Kotobukiya, Diamond Select, and the other companies at the Javits Convention Center in New York City. Be sure to visit our website to see photos of all the new items shown at the show.
1: Hello and welcome to Marvelicious Toys, Toy Fair coverage 2016. This is Marjorie.
2: This is Arnie. And this is Justin.
3: And we are back. We escaped the New York snowstorm and ice storm. We were like one of the very last flights out, like that scene at Independence Day.
1: (laughs) If we had taken our normal flight, we would have been stranded in New York, maybe just now getting home.
2: You know, around here it's been... 40 degrees and it's gonna be six degrees tomorrow. I forgot that winter's still here, so yeah.
1: Yeah, we had a code blue in New York, which means the outside temperature was so cold, you could dial 311 on your phone and they would come pick up anybody that was outside that needed help.
3: And when we were standing outside, waiting for Hasbro to let us in, I almost called it for us.
2: Dang, where do they take you then?
1: I, I guess a homeless shelter. I don't know what happens, but like the mayor, de Blasio, was actually out himself with police Rounding up homeless people because it was too dangerous to be out in the cold longer than a few minutes.
2: They say that might have been a good way to go bar hopping.
1: (laughs) Take me to the next one. (laughs) So we survived and we got home and we have lots of fun stuff to talk about.
3: Yeah, the weather was cold, but the toys were hot at Toy Fair International. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like, though, we didn't even need to go to Toy Fair to see some of those Hasbro toys because I'm seeing pictures popping up of not only the Cap Wave, which... The Spider-Man wave seems to have been hopped over as the cap wave is now hitting, but also those comic two-packs.
2: Yeah, I found comic two-packs at Walmart the other day. I was like, holy cow, that was, that was super quick. Like, felt like they were just talking about them and then walked into my friendly neighborhood Walmart and, whoa, look at that.
1: I've been to Walmart today and they did reset their toy aisle, but there was no spot for anything new.
2: It's weird. I've been to quite a few Walmarts because when I went into mine, they had... It was weird. I thought there was supposed to be three in that initial wave. There was the two Thors, the mechanical whatever guys, the old school Iron Man and... What was it? Mechanical Man? Yeah, and then the two S.H.I.E.L.D. warriors. Right. So I didn't see Thor anywhere, but they had two or three packs of the other two, so I was... Kind of confused because I kind of wanted to get that Thor pack, so I hit quite a few other Walmarts and haven't seen any of them there. So perhaps this Walmart just kind of got excited and put them out on the shelf before they were supposed to.
3: Did this happen to be the same Walmart where you found a certain Star Wars figure <laughs> last <laughs> December? Uh Unfortunately, no, not the same one. Well, I think what you're facing is, if I was just going by what I found on the pegs, I'd believe they hadn't released the Spider-Gwen figure either. The Spider-Gwen, female Thor... These are a couple characters that have a lot of buzz around them right now, and people who may not normally buy
2: figures are buying those. Very true. Very true. But yeah, no, you're right. The, the, those two Legends waves are starting to hit. I've seen them at Toys R Us and now Walmart. So the Cap wave and the Spider-Man wave are both hitting out there, along with the new three and three quarter inch Legends. Did I do that correctly? Yes, three and three quarter inch (laughs) legends.
1: It's all legends. I'm a legend, you're a legend, we're all legends. We're
2: all legends. Maybe you can be a legend too. Be a legend (laughs) at any scale.
3: (laughs) But which wave was that then that you found? Was that with the Iron Man Mark I and that wave that we got? Yeah,
2: Noir Spider-Man and Black Panther.
3: Yeah, I got those the day before we left for Toy Fair from Dorkside Toys. Opened the case posted photos to Facebook, and I got to get those opened.
2: (laughs) We'll talk about those in the future, but I'm still not super happy about the lack of articulation on those.
3: And if you want to hear the reviews of those figures before anyone else, you can. Through our Podbean crowdfunding that we've started, we have a number of rewards, one of which is early access to our shows because we record and edit the audio first, then we send it off to our video editors who, I mean, it takes over an hour for every 10 minutes of show we do for them to convert it into a video and then even longer still on top of that to render it. So you can get the MP3 version of the show as soon as our video editors do if you pledge $10 or more a month through our Podbean crowdfund.
1: And just to reiterate, the money is not going for collectibles. This is purely just going to the show and to the staff.
3: Yeah, we just want to try to improve the quality of the show we do and keep the best talent possible working on the show because we have the best team in podcasting. I know it. And with your support, we can become the best podcast in the world. Not just the best Marvel podcast. The best single podcast in the world, but we need your help to make that happen.
1: There's a link on our homepage to our crowdfunding site on PodBean.
3: And you don't have to pledge ten dollars a month. I ask if you enjoy the show we do, consider pledging just one dollar. You know, an iTunes song costs a dollar twenty nine. And we put out an average of two and a quarter shows a month one every other week. We actually do a little more than that with bonus shows like this one. But if you just consider pledging 2 or $3 a month, that's about a dollar a show we do, it would mean the world to us. Because if all of our listeners did that, that would be quit the day job time.
1: <laughs> We'd devote ourselves 100% to Marvel.
3: Speaking of devotion to Marvel, we were completely Marvel-devoted on Sunday at Toy Fair... When we were at the Kotobukiya booth, that was an amazing display they had on there.
1: They always have great, great stuff, and their statues never fail to impress. They had
3: their entire Adi Granov line of X-Men and Avengers set up. They announced the white variant Emma Frost that's going to be a diamond exclusive. Ooh. Dan walked me through their entire booth talking about this. And we recorded it for you. We are here at the Kotobukiya booth with Dan Luan once again. Hello, sir.
4: Hi, Arnie. How are you doing?
3: I'm doing great. Can I just start off by saying it is so impressive to see assembled right here your entire Artifacts Plus series you've been doing for Marvel with all your Avengers and now all of your X-Men sitting above it.
4: I know. I mean, I've been here at the show for two days now, and I just keep coming back to this case walking around it, looking at the whole team assembled here. And actually there's one piece that's missing from this team. If you go over to Diamond's booth, they have a white costume Emma Frost. And that's in their display case. We only had one of those, so we, since it's they're gonna be their exclusive, we went ahead and had them display it. Um, I'm not sure how they're going to distribute that exclusive just yet. Yeah,
3: I, took, I t- actually saw some pictures of that, and that yeah, looks yeah. nice. I was wondering if you were going to do that, so it kind of goes with the Magneto black and white. You got the Emma Frost black and white. Yeah. Are you planning any other variants from the
4: line? Um, as of now, this is, this is the line. Uh, I haven't seen any other color variants scheduled. Um, so, uh, White Magneto, as you mentioned, that's, that's a, a Diamond exclusive. That's uh, shipping now. Um, Magic will be, is that retailers right now or b- will be arriving very shortly, probably in the next couple of weeks, uh, f- followed by uh, Magic will be Beast and what you see here is an actual production uh, sample so uh, when you buy the final product that's what you will get. Uh, he'll be shipping out this spring, April, May, uh, followed by Beast is Rogue and her pre-order is open right now. We just made the announcement a couple of days ago uh, and showed the final uh, painted photos online. So you can pre-order her right now. And then for the first time uh, ever, fully painted, we're showing Wolverine.
3: I was a little nervous about that Rogue. Big Bad Toy Store put up pre-orders for your Spider-Gwen Bishojo and Rogue. And I just went ahead and did both first day because I have a feeling that Rogue is going to be one of the hotter ones that sells out pretty quick.
4: Yeah, we've uh, a lot of the feedback I've seen has been extremely positive where people are saying I wasn't planning on collecting this line but now with Rogue maybe I'm gonna collect just the females or maybe I want to start this line now because of Rogue so we also saw those type of comments when Magneto was shown so it's really great that there's several entry points uh, for for the casual collector so to speak we've got our hardcore fans that that collected it from the very first entry which was Cyclops
3: right I I can't tell from the lighting here does Beast have a wash on him or is that
4: just the way the lights reflecting he he does have some, uh, I believe, dry brushing of. Some, he has he has some shading for sure. Okay. Yeah, I see some dark spots on the arms yeah. now. And and that's a good point that you bring up. I think he does have like some very white on there. Yeah, the, some type of to highlight the fur. Okay. I
3: just want, I want to make sure I wasn't going to report that and have a trick of the eyes, and then I get it and it's all solid. Now that Wolverine piece, that is. Really amazing to see in person with the slightly metallic paint you've got on the thighs there versus the more matte paint in the body, torso, and the head there. Are you, And is this is
4: the uh, paint master? That's the paint master. And, and a neat little uh, insider uh, tidbit is we designed Wolverine and Cyclops so you could put them facing each other, kind of like they were going to do battle. Like if you wanted the two of them to face off against each other, that's how those poses kind of came to be. Awesome, yeah.
3: and will the Rogue, Wolverine, and Beast come with the same black bases as the others?
4: Yes, this uh, uh, the RFX Plus the line for Marvel. Uh, they they all come with the uh, base, and then they have the magnets within their feet, so it, it you can position it wherever you'd like. On yeah. the base.
3: I was just curious because uh, Rogue on her uh, the PVC circle there. I wanted to be sure.
4: Yeah, whenever you see a uh, you know a new announcement from us, and you see just a clear disc it's safe to assume that's not the final base uh... we just use that for you know photography and display purposes uh... you'll see the same thing shortly on spider gwen that's okay. not the final base uh, uh... we just do that to, to hold up the figure. Because if you look carefully there's a there's like a little metal rod that actually connects the figure uh, to the base because there's obviously no magnets in 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 the feet right now
3: yeah and looking at the rogue the way she's kind of on tiptoes on one of those feet i think you definitely need the magnets a lot of your Artifacts Plus—they stand so well with or without the base.
4: Yeah, yeah. All of, all of the uh, Artifacts Plus should stand on their own without without the base. I mean, it's recommended that you use the base so you don't have any unfortunate accidents. But yeah, she she should stand uh, without the base.
3: And with Wolverine, though, that's the end of the Adi Granov X-Men series, yep. and I don't know of any future announcements for Artifacts Plus. What does the future of the
4: line hold? Well, we just made a, a brand new announcement at the show that we're going to be adding Spider-Man to the Artifacts Plus line. And I'm happy to to give you some exclusive info right now. Uh, It's not just limited to Spider-Man, but it's gonna be a variety of characters, including Spider-Gwen, including Carnage, Venom, and some others that I'm gonna keep secret for now. But expect all of that artwork and all of that news to start breaking around Comic-Con time, San Diego Comic-Con.
3: That is great. Now, when you mentioned Carnage, I'm thinking about the fine art statue you did. Are you thinking about any interchangeable pieces? I know you haven't done that with the artifacts, plus too often in the Marvel line, sometimes with the Star Wars line.
4: It's very possible because, as you know, Deadpool had interchangeable pieces. True, true. And uh, this line is all sculpted by the same artist in Japan, Abisan. Uh, For the Spider-Man line, we're enlisting the help of uh, Stefano Casali, who actually did our concept artwork for Deadpool. So as of now we don't have any artwork with interchangeable poses or anything but it it's very possible that as we develop the line further and actually get down to prototyping that we will include those interchangeable pieces
3: cool and are you working like off of a piece of art the way you did with adi Granov that you may be releasing at some point in the future
4: yes what's what uh... stefano did is he drew each character and then we actually created a group scene too so uh, It's a little different than what Adi has done, and we hope to work with Adi again in the near future, but right now we'll be uh, moving on to Spider-Man with the artwork of uh, Stefano Casali.
3: That's great, a a real popular character this year with Civil War coming
4: up. Yeah, when we made the announcement uh, on our uh, social uh, uh, media, a lot of people were just really excited to to know that Spider-Man's finally being added to the Artifacts Plus line. So I think it's gonna be a real strong push uh, uh, for for that. And the X-Men has been doing great for us, too. And, and there hasn't been a whole lot of X-Men product out on the market right now. So I think the timing was perfect to be able to release this line with the movie coming out uh, later this year. Uh, so, so Marvel Artifacts Plus is going strong. Awesome. You know,
3: you mentioned the Spider-Man line and the magnets. I'm thinking back to your, some of the very first Artifacts Plus you guys did for the Clone Wars movie and the clones with the magnets in the feet. Yeah. And those magnets were so strong, you could actually put them like on a refrigerator like they were scaling it. So yeah. I don't know if you're thinking at all along those lines with Spider-Man, where you'd be able to like have magnets that pose him on a wall or some kind of metal base, but that, like vertical.
4: Yeah, it might be possible, especially with uh, some of the poses we're exploring for the... For the spider characters, you know, they're, they're not just on their legs, but they also have their hands or maybe one of the hands are on the ground. So if we were to integrate maybe three magnets as opposed to two, it, it's very possible that you might be able to get it on a vertical surface.
3: And then before we move away from artifacts, I want to take a look at this Iron Man Mark 45 that you've got here. And I really, I can't recall seeing the Avengers A base before with the red in it. And I think that is really sharp.
4: Actually, this base was offered on the Mark 43. But this one is all, if you look at it, it's all cracked as though it's been through a battle. So that's what makes it different from the first base that was was used on the on the 43. And as you know, 44 was the Hulkbuster. So this is the final piece from our Age of Ultron collection, artifacts. And uh, like a lot of other artifacts statues, there's gonna be lights in the chest, the palms and the eyes. And this should be shipping out probably end of February, early March. And then moving
3: over a little bit to the Bishojo line there, you've got Lady Deadpool on display. She's shipping very soon, right?
4: Yes, uh, we expect our inventory at least uh, for, for, this, uh, for our inventory that comes in through our warehouse to be arriving later this month. So you can expect her to be at retailers um, probably by the end of this month or early March. And we've got Spider-Gwen
3: on display here. You announced her at uh, New York Comic-Con. Yeah. And what has the reaction been to that figure so far?
4: Uh, just, just, just highly anticipated. And like you said, I, I showed a, an unpainted, uh, very early prototype during one of the panels that I, I uh, hosted, and um, from that point on, everyone's been asking what's the, what's what's going on with her. A lot of people were relieved to find out that we're adding a second portrait of her, of her unmasked. We unveiled this piece uh, during Wonder Festival, uh, which takes place in Japan. That was um, last week, uh, but ever since the images have been shown, it's just been overwhelmingly positive.
3: Now, Compared to some of the other Bishojos, this one seems kind of toned down, almost a little more Artifacts Plus style versus some of the Bishojos. Is that a direction the line is taking in general or is that something specific for Spider-Gwen?
4: Well I know that Spider-Gwen went through a few design changes as far as her posing is concerned and that was due to input that we received from Marvel. But I wouldn't say that it's a new direction that we're taking on but I think it's appropriate for the character that she shouldn't be, in an overly, you know, questionable pose. I think I think it's it's totally push, uh, uh, appropriate.
3: Yeah, and I'm not saying any of the others are questionable, but it just it seems like a uh, making the line a little less edgy.
4: Yeah, I know I know with some of the DC releases, they do tend to be a little more edgy. But we've we've found a nice kind of uh, spot, sweet spot with with the Marvel line where they can still be attractive and and still, uh, but be be fall within the guidelines uh, of the property, and so everyone that's involved is happy.
3: And is that going to be the similar style you've announced Thor and Loki, and we've got some concept art here. Is it going to continue in that way?
4: Yeah, I mean, I mean, what you see with with Thor and Loki. Um, One thing, I think, which is the first for the Bishojo line, uh, at least Marvel, is that the two uh, will interconnect at the base. Uh, It's not going to be a a solid connection with like a peg, but you can kind of edge them together so they form one scene there. But again, it's just what direction we get from from Marvel licensing and from their uh, creative department. When we submit sketches, either it's a go or they ask for certain revisions. Uh, many times those revisions are just to maybe make it a little different from another product that might be coming out on the market that we're not aware of, or maybe what initial pose we came up with, they feel doesn't truly convey the character and, the, and their traits. So, there, there's a lot of factors that go into how these are designed, but in the end, I think uh, when you see the final product, it's, it's, it's always uh, both parties are on board and, and happy with the results.
3: And I'm, I'm afraid I'm blanking on the name of the artist who had done the Bishojo line. Is it still the same artist who's yes. working on it?
4: Yes, Shenya Yamashita. And uh, he, he's, he's been cranking out the artwork, and it's obviously not related to Marvel, but we've been doing other properties too, including horror and video games. So, so he's got a lot of work that's been coming out uh, for this Bishojo line, and we've got a lot of uh, new characters planned uh, for the for the years ahead too.
3: Yeah, totally unrelated to Marvel, but I'm excited to see The Bride from Kill Bill.
4: Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the whole Bill, uh, Kill Bill uh, license, it's, I've known about that for a, a couple of years now, and I've just been waiting to be able to announce it. So it'll be equally ex- exciting to see the first prototype uh, up in, in one of these upcoming shows that we attend.
3: And then back to Marvel, finally we've got the fine art statues here. Black Panther, you told me beforehand this is the final release
4: we're seeing? Yes, what you see here is a uh, it's a factory sample, so uh, it's, it's not going to change too much from what you see there. And again, sculpted by Eric Sosa. And then for the first time uh, ever, we're showing Thanos fully painted. And Thanos will come with an interchangeable portrait. So you'll also be able to display him with kind of a a shmirk, as opposed to the grinning face that you see there.
3: Nice. And I really love the base of skulls that he's got going on there. Actually, both of these fine art statues, I'm really impressed by the bases. The panther head on Black Panther, the paint you've got on it that makes it look dirty, and the vines, and then Thanos with the skulls and just how he's like standing atop them. Uh, The the statues themselves, of course, look great, but the bases are really off saying And the the wood look around the Black Panther, too.
4: Yeah, that's one of the things with the fine art is we want every base to tell a story. What, whatever that story may be, and, and however it's interpreted by the collector, that's up to them. But, but we like to, to do that for the fine art. And I think moving forward with the bishojo, we've kind of scaled back the bases, not because we, we want to do that, but more because of cost. We're trying to keep these within a certain cost range, but we've been hearing feedback, and collectors, they kind of want, you know, the, the, the more detailed sculpted bases to come back, and that's what you're seeing with Thor and, and Loki. You know, it's a rocky base, kind of like the She-Hulk and Red She-Hulk. So, hopefully, you know, we'll be able to go back to maybe a a sculpted base to to some degree, but keep the price point within the range that people are are paying now. And do you know what the Spider-Gwen base might be? That I do not. I'm thinking it might be something, some type of print on the disc that maybe to kind of give the impression that she's jumping down from a building, maybe. I'm not sure to tell you the truth. We'll, we'll have to update everyone in a couple of months once that's uh, actually decided. All right. Any other news you can share with us? Um, for Marvel, uh, we just got a lot of great things planned. Uh, and come Comic-Con, I'm going to be real excited to be able to show the Spider-Man Artifacts Plus line. Maybe we've got some more, uh, maybe some new movie announcements that we'll be able to do, uh, a product for new movies. And uh, we'll, we definitely have got a new fine art statue in the works. So just a lot of stuff going on for Marvel, and, and I think fans are going to uh, be very pleased with what they see in the coming months.
3: All right, well, thank you very much for your time. Thank
4: you.
2: Now, hey, that was a good idea. That would be cool if they did some magnetic wall type of things so they could stick to the wall vertically. Yeah, I would
3: love to have a Spider-Man that I could do that to kind of mix up the display a little bit, and that'd be a lot of fun. I'm not. Maybe they'll do it. I mean, Kotobukiya is a great company about hearing this kind of feedback and actually trying to incorporate it, so maybe that'll happen. I gotta say, I'm really excited about those first four Artifacts Plus as they announced that with Carnage and Venom and Spider-Gwen, you just... She's going to be everywhere because she's that popular. There's, you know, we're going to be talking about the Funko Pop. Diamond Select has a statue that just went up for pre-order. I guess strike while the iron's hot, huh?
2: <laughs> and this is the first time that I've seen the actual painted version of it. I think last time I saw it, she was just an unpainted version. Maybe she was just a drawing.
3: Yeah, at Comic-Con last year, all they had was a generic drawing. It wasn't even in the right pose saying we're doing Spider-Gwen. That's right. This was my first time, I believe, seeing a 3D model of it and seeing how they've really toned down the edginess of that line with this. And it looks like with the drawing of the upcoming female Thor and female Loki that they're going to continue in that tradition, kind of playing it safer than they used to, or than they are with, say, their Street Fighter line of Bishojo statues and such.
2: (laughs) Are you going to be as all in on this X-Men team as you were on the, the Avengers team? I am all in
3: for their Artifacts Plus until they do something really wrong.
2: <laughs> well, so far, it's been only Adi Granoff, which you're a huge fan of. Mm-hmm. So maybe the Spider-Man could be a misstep for, for you in your eyes. I don't know. Well, from the picture
3: they gave us on the catalog, that looks like a pretty kick-ass Spider-Man that they're doing in that Crouched pose and everything. And Stefano Caselli is also a great artist. I don't think that he has, in my mind, the name recognition of an Adi Granov, because, I mean, Adi working on the Iron Man movies and things just exploded into mainstream. But I like his work, and with Carnage and Venom, I'm definitely going to be getting them. I'm curious to see where they go from there. You know, the only thing is. I don't want them to pull a Hasbro where and Scarlet Spider and Ultimate Spider-Man and (laughs) (laughs) they're focusing pretty much on good guys across the board. I was excited to hear they're doing Carnage and Venom. He didn't specify if it was Agent Venom. I'm interpreting that to mean it's classic Venom, in which case maybe we could get like a Doc Ock or Mysterio or something pretty cool in there.
2: Yeah, I mean... Just looking at Hasbro's lineup, like you said, the, the possibilities with Spider-Man are virtually endless, so they could, they could do three or four different lines of Spider-Man and not repeat characters. But yeah, it's all looking pretty good. I still haven't jumped all in on that, but there's a few of these that are, you know, kind of calling my name. Another company that just had
3: a ton, 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 a metric crap load of stuff on display, Monogram International, and... I've got to give them some credit. We've been talking about them for as long as we've been doing the show. And they had the usual display of stuff. There was one thing that I was almost ordering. Big Bad Toy Store sent me a notice that they'd gotten this Hulkbuster paperweight in. And i got to say, it's a nice-looking little statue. they are kind of got a way around the statue license by calling them paperweights. And they had a Hulkbuster with a nice metallic paint on it. It's nine inches tall. It's $40. Yeah.
2: It's not bad for a statue. I'm sorry,
3: paperweight. (laughs) And I was happy to see that in person so I can make decisions on that. But the thing they had that I know we're going to get at least one of. Marjorie, I think you still own every MODOK figure, Heroclix statue, everything that they've ever made.
1: I do. And it looks like I'm going to have to have at least this piece from this giant paperweight set. (laughs) <laughs> that I, I'm kind of confused by this, and I understand it's a whole licensing thing, but you generally, in maybe 1956, needed a paperweight, but apparently these all fit together to make this really cool statue. So if you've got, like, really large paper, maybe you're an architect, these would be really good for you.
2: This might be in the running for ugliest Modoc <laughs> representation.
1: <laughs> he is ugly.
3: He reminds me a lot of that really bad one that came with the Playmation game, too. They're... Going for that gray version of MODOK that they did in recent comics, trying to update him to not be quite as comical. <laughs> yeah,
2: how, how is a head with arms and legs never going to not be comical? By making it look like a gray testicle. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're right. He looks like a California raisin all aged now.
3: <laughs> but this is a very big set. I like the character depth that they're including some you don't normally get, like MODOK and Abomination and some of those. By the same token, when you put this whole thing together, if you choose to, while I like that it forms a big Avengers A at the bottom, it's also the size of a coffee table.
2: Good gravy.
3: Because each of those statues, it's hard to get the scale in the
2: photos, but each of those statues is about eight inches high or six inches high. Now, Are these going to be the type of things that you can pick up at Toys R Us and hope they're not broken? Or are these going to be more like specialty shop type items?
3: I don't think Toys R Us will be carrying this because from the packaging I saw there, this looks to be in line with that Hulkbuster they're doing around the same size. So I'm thinking at 40 of paperweight, it's probably going to be like a big bad toy store type of order item. All right. Which may make it a lot easier to just get Marjorie the Modoc.
1: Yes. Yes.
3: But they're also doing a Spider-Gwen bust bank.
1: Yay.
2: Looks like they're planning on a variant already on it, too.
3: Yeah, it looks like possibly three variants. The unmasked hood up, the masked hood up, and then the masked but her hair is still flowing around hood up. Oh, interesting. Probably San Diego Comic-Con exclusives there. But the real reason I went to check out Monogram International is I've seen them just explode in the collector's market on eBay and everywhere with their blind packaged figural keychains. I've gotten into these a little bit myself. Thank you, Hot Topic, and you buy one, get one <laughs> half off sales.
1: Look, if you buy something full price at Hot Topic, you're doing it wrong. <laughs>
3: They had every keychain there on display, though. It was an impressive display, and they had one out, of course, that I didn't know of. They're doing an entire run of Deadpool keychains with at least nine variants of keychains. Wow. All Deadpool. Pirate Deadpool, Chef Deadpool. I think that looks like Wild West Deadpool with a hat, or either that or some kind of Winter Deadpool with a scarf. Are they following the Funko model of Deadpool? It appears everyone is following that model, yeah. <laughs> that I consider a you-can't-lose type of scenario, because no matter what you open, you're getting a Deadpool.
2: Yeah, these these are cute, and I could see myself picking up a few of them.
3: It's a dangerous path, but at least going to their booth gave me a great display option. I love the little, like, acrylic case they had them in. Nice. Created almost like a poster.
2: Yeah, it is kind of cool. There's a few things in this booth that have caught my eye. There's a cool couple of cool mugs, figural head mugs. I especially liked how gold the mask on Iron Man is.
3: Yeah, they had quite a bit of stuff out there. I mean, some of it was cool, like some of those mugs. Some of it was the same kind of busts that we've been passing forever at Toys R Us, and they're still making like that hunched-over Venom bust bank. Yeah. They also... Have a new line coming out, though. They call Finger Fighters, and they are specifically to put on your thumb when you thumb wrestle. (laughs) (laughs) And I think they're kind of cool because of the style they have. You know, they're like giant puppets. Punisher has his dukes up, and Venom has his arms all out, and A-Bomb looks like he's got one arm ready to claw you and the other ready to punch you. I I like the style of those so much better than the bust banks they do.
2: I don't know if it was on purpose or if it just was a happy coincidence, but it looks like Venom in the display is holding Abomination's hand.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's okay, Abomination. We'll get through Toy Fair together.
2: (laughs) Follow me. (laughs) Well, they also might have what I consider to be the line in Deadpool marketing that is just a bit too far, which is a Deadpool head goblet.
3: But yet you wanted the Deadpool head pencil holder from Gentle Giant. That just
2: looks like a head. This, looks, <laughs> this is just weird. <laughs> it's still goblet shaped, but with his face on it. So yeah, it's, I, I can't imagine having a need for that anywhere.
3: I don't know. It might be pretty cool to put your Deadpool ice in and open a beverage with your Deadpool bottle opener. Those other items coming from Diamond Select Toys. Yeah, you could be 100% Deadpool kitchened out. I think they even have the Deadpool silicon mold. You could make Deadpool Jello or... Deadpool chocolate and ice. (laughs) They had a ton of stuff on display at the Diamond booth, though, with a bunch of new lines coming out. And this stuff we've talked about, but it was very different getting to see it in person. First, they have this line of PVC statues they're doing, which are really highly detailed statues that I think stand up there with some of the Kotobukiya stuff, some of the stuff we've seen from Gentle Giant, but at an exceptionally low price point because they're PVC. I mean, these statues are coming in at about $40 or so. And they're doing Lady Deadpool, the new female Thor, Captain Marvel, Medusa,
2: Spider-Man, Deadpool, and Hulk. Wow. Yeah, last year at Comic-Con, they had only previewed a couple. I think there's a Thor and maybe one other one, and it seems like they're ready to jump all in with both feet now. The Deadpool one looks absolutely
3: awesome with the dark red paint and the swirl effect at the base that's translucent. That Deadpool actually does look really good. Yeah, and at $45 and things, all coming out in 2016, this line And because it's so lightweight, they can do really cool things like Spider-Man is barely standing on top of the spire. It's like just half his foot is on there and the rest of him is just hanging off like he's about to step off the ledge.
2: Yeah, that pose is a little weird. Looks a little unnatural. Almost looks like Wile E. Coyote stepped (laughs) off the cliff and just realized he was going to fall.
3: My only issue was his carpal tunnel hand, but...
2: (laughs) Yeah, that statue looks like it's seen better days. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yeah, it's been glued back together several (laughs) times. (laughs) But I did, I actually really liked that pose. The only one that kind of seemed very different to me was Hulk. His green was so bright a green, it felt more toyish than everything else. I talked to Zach about it and he said, well, everything else in that display is pretty red. And so it may just be the contrast of a bright green and purple next to all of these different shades of red
2: but yeah it does look a little bit on the cartoony side and not nearly as weathered as the deadpool the deadpool looks to have some texture and depth to it where spider-man and hulk just seem to be kind of flat single colored paint applications i'm also real impressed with the sculpting though i mean that thor she's got really muscular arms and oh yeah their lady deadpool's looking pretty sweet too
3: yeah and I'm really impressed that they're doing Medusa and her base is her hair and just the belt they gave her. I think there's a lot of great work going into this line that's going to open up statue collecting to a market that previously couldn't afford it. Yeah. And I'm always thinking that's a good thing. The other thing that they have that they're going to get me with, we've been talking about their statue line in the past. We saw the Wolverine back at Comic-Con and then at, New York Toy Fair, I saw the Thor on
2: that Bifrost Bridge. The broken child xylophone, you mean? (laughs) (laughs) We were both saying
3: this was a line we'd pass on, but even Marjorie got excited when they displayed their new Rogue, which we got the press release on two days before Toy Fair, and then I got to see in person. With her green base and the blue flying effect that kind of hovers her a little bit, and the strong pose with the arms
2: up—it looks like they really knocked one out of the park there. Yeah, that one's pretty cool. I'm not sure what's going on with her eyes; they're a little caddish almost. That's much more noticeable
3: when I broke out the macro lens. I will admit, when I was looking at it with my own eyes, I did not notice it as much.
1: <laughs> so, mental note: don't ever let Arnie take a picture of you with a macro lens.
2: No kidding. <laughs> And then there's this new version of Gamora that seems to be getting more popular. Doesn't Hot Toys or Sideshow just announce a version of this Gamora as well? Sideshow put up for pre-order
3: just the week before Toy Fair the premium format of Gamora in her spacesuit, And now here she is in Diamond Select. I think this is, you know, as Dan from Kodo said, Marvel is pushing a direction that they feel is in line with their characters. And I guess Gamora in her classic outfit is no longer in line with how Marvel wants their characters represented. So thank goodness we got that box set from E.E. when we did. Yeah. But now she's got this spacesuit, which is actually pretty cool. It's almost like she's wearing Stormtrooper armor. Yeah. I ended up liking it a lot more than I thought I would seeing it in person with all the different details on it and the kind of desolate planetary base, and these still aren't that expensive. They're around 140. I went ahead and pre-ordered the Rogue, so I will get that in hand. We'll do a review of it and see if this is a line that I can fully endorse. But from the look of it, it looks pretty nice. So a nice mid-range statue line there. If you want a Gamora in the spacesuit and don't want to drop the four ninety-nine because Sideshow lied when they said it was four forty-nine and jacked it fifty bucks between the blog post and the order. Ooh. Well, you can get this one for a hundred and forty, and I don't think Diamond's going to jack the price to one ninety in two days. <laughs> but of course, I think the thing that's most exciting probably for everyone here is the Marvel select figures and their Civil War lineup that they had on display with Captain America, Winter Soldier, and Iron Man. And these all come with a backdrop that connects so you can recreate the display that they had there of the three
2: standing in front of the Avengers A. These are looking pretty good. They up their game just a slight notch every year with these selects. You know, when we first started covering Marvel Selects, they were articulated, but not very well articulated. And a lot of the details seemed soft back then, but they're really coming around on these and making them top notch figures for the price.
3: And finally, mini mates. So many of them are coming. I asked him where my Walgreens Wave 2 is because I've been hitting Walgreens all the time looking for that next round of figures. He says those should be hitting any day now. And then he enticed me. With Walgreens Wave 2.5. Oh, boy. Yeah, (laughs) Man-Thing. It was the first ever Man-Thing mini-mate.
1: It's probably a lot of firsts for a Man-Thing in general.
3: It's like he's a teenage Man-Thing. Yeah. (laughs) It also has the first power princess figure ever made in any line ever. Hmm. Plus, you get a Thor. And because these are cartoon-based, you get the ultimate Spider-Man-based Luke Cage. It's looking like another good set there. Plus, you're getting a Nighthawk mini-mate, and Zack was talking to me about how he tried to look up the
2: character's history, and it's
3: very confusing.
2: (laughs) Can't be as confusing as Man-Thing.
3: They also have a lot more mini-mates coming out. You can see the full gallery. They've got the Civil War Minimates set coming out. It looks like there's 14 figures in that line. And, Zach insinuated, there may be some Toys R Us exclusive packs as well.
2: Mm. As there always are.
3: And what has me really excited is their Netflix series of Minimates, where we're going to be getting Jessica Jones and Daredevil characters. Hey. Everything on that shelf I will be buying, plus the <laughs> Walgreens wave. <laughs> And if you're looking for a Deadpool Minimates or a Daredevil and Punisher Minimates because of their movies and their TV shows, check out the greatest hits assortment of Minimates that are coming out this year. I hate being at Toy Fair where it's need it, need it, want it, want it, need it, need it, got it.
2: (laughs) At least there's some got (laughs) it.
1: Well, yes.
3: But I'm not the only one whose eyes fill with wanton toy lust. Marjorie, like... Ooh, and Odd, when we stumbled across Beast Kingdom's oh, Marvel display. Like, yeah. For years, you've been, like, into this Kwai style, they call it, where you had the t-shirts. It started, I think, a little bit when...
1: They kind of... It's very similar to the Tokidoki style.
3: That's the name I was reaching for. Tokidoki lost the license, and they ended up doing this Kwai stuff, and it's... It's adorable, don't get me wrong, but now... Beast Kingdom is actually doing piggy banks. And they are fourteen dollars a piece of this Kwai style.
1: They look like pop sized and they're in fun boxes like pops. But they're super duper cute. I like need all of them except for Ultron.
3: And if you're going to have all of them except for Ultron, I'm going to make you have Ultron. I because that. Yeah. you can't just not have that one. <laughs>
1: But look at the Hulk in the background with his anime eyes. Isn't he adorable?
2: They kind of remind me of the Mighty Mugs a little bit.
1: Yes, they do. Another line I really liked.
2: That is a cute style.
1: They've also got pens, which I think are super adorable. I love the Captain America one that has like little shields all over it and then the quiet Captain America on the end.
2: Oh, yeah. And a Spidey and a Thor.
1: Yep. Love those.
3: you see, it's not only me who walks by a booth and is like, must have.
1: It's not like I walked by and the angels were singing and the light was shining. Like what happens to you?
3: That only happened to me, honestly, at one booth and we're going to save it for last. I think I have an idea. Because you have the notes and you see
2: who is last. (laughs) Also, I'm psychic. (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm. It looks like I'm going to have to move fast to get you these banks because the Age of Ultron banks look like they're selling out. Big Bad Toy Store is already sold out of gun <gasps> oh. So I'm going to have to get the move on for you.
1: Chop, chop. Show's over. Let's go.
3: <laughs> we'll finish the show and I will spend my entire workday tomorrow trying to buy you piggy banks.
1: I guess I only, if they're piggy banks, they're kind of, well, I guess they kind of look like statues, though.
3: Yeah, I thought they were statues. I didn't read the literal fine print.
1: They could be my Sephora fund.
3: Speaking of statues that skirt licensing rules. (laughs) Another booth we stopped by, I got a press release from them just a couple days before Toy Fair, and we definitely made an appointment to stop and talk to the guys at Factory Entertainment because anyone who sends me an email that says they have Deadpool's Big Red Rocket is going to get some attention.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I, I have to say that probably for the rest of 2016, that is gonna be the best. Marketing email ever.
2: (laughs) Now, who are these guys? I don't think I've ever heard of Factory Entertainment.
1: Do you remember when we were at Comic-Con last year and I got blinded by a Groot and I'm like, what is this? I must see it. And it was this Groot statue. Dancing
3: Groot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we stopped.
1: And I think you and I and Arnie did a little bit recording there because I was enthralled and they had some other stuff. I don't remember exactly what else they had.
3: But they did the only that I know of one-to-one scale dancing Groot statue. <laughs> and now they have a lot more. They're calling them motion statues because they all have this spring function, which in the case of Deadpool, it's Deadpool in like one of those little kiddie rides like you see outside of a Kmart or at the front of a Toys R Us. Yeah, the little coin-op rides. Yeah. And that one, it makes sense to have the motion because it's got springs on the bottom, so it'll rock back and forth a little bit and they're doing Captain America on his motorcycle. And I actually did, before Toy Fair, pick up that Groot, and we're going to have to break him out and do a full review on a future show to really evaluate the quality of these. But looking at them behind the glass at Toy Fair, that Deadpool in the Rockets hysterical.
2: It's awesome. He's got his little pinky out. (laughs) He's got his hernia pillow. Oh, maybe that's just the cushion on the... (laughs) I just
3: love the way that Good artists can take Deadpool, whose face is in a mask, and yet emote so much with the face. And I just get so much of a a kind of gleeful, childlike, and yet somewhat sarcastic mood off of that face sculpt. (laughs)
2: You you nailed it. That's, That's totally what's going on there. You're right, the eyes are just so innocent and filled with joy. But <laughs> but you're right, you know it's just a smart ass under that mask. <laughs> <laughs> but also some cool little details on there too. The thing's all scratched up and you can see the the silver paint under the red, but the line of machine gun bullets that just <laughs> missed him that run along the back there, that's pretty pretty awesome. They also had in perhaps the most
3: unique collectible we saw walking sticks
1: these were awesome these are like like just like a cane but with this ginormous heavyweight skull bashing head that is the handle and it had daredevil or spider-man
3: it's honestly the kind of walking stick you'd expect kingpin to carry if he decided to have the head of his enemy on his walking stick oh it's a pimp stick yeah nice and these things were heavy he let me hold the prototype of that thing he had it right when he told me it was like a trailer hitch that thing is like a brick these are still pretty hefty solid metal heads though to the walking sticks i think it was john on our facebook page who said he wished we lived in a society that would allow for just us to carry walking sticks for style because he would so carry one of these
1: <laughs> why can't you you'd be totally like a droog
3: I'm singing in the rain.
1: (laughs) They were awesome. If I needed one, I would totally carry one of those. I'd carry the Daredevil one, I think, or the Spider-Man. Maybe I'd have to have both depending on my mood.
3: And I don't feel like I need to need one to carry one. I'm like, but then again, I'm the kind of person who thinks capes should make a comeback, too. So a cape and a walking (laughs) stick.
1: Well, you have a cape, so. And not like a cheap cosplay cape. You have a fine cave, Arnie.
2: You'll need that stick to beat the women off.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about their monolith, because that was probably one of the most impressive things I saw as far as statues go at Toy Fair.
3: This thing is impressive. It's based off of the very classic, iconic Alex Ross painting that has... Black Panther, Hawkeye, Cap, Wasp, Iron Man, Thor, Scarlet Witch, and Vision. And it's just recreated exactly. And because that painting is waist up, these are all busts that come together to just recreate it in a three-dimensional way. I haven't seen stuff like this since Kotobukiya was doing, like, their 360-degree statue type thing where they were just recreating a painting so well.
2: Yeah, I mean, This is a 3D painting, essentially. I mean, that is dead on to the original artwork.
3: It's $800, but for that, you're not only getting all of those busts and WASP, but also a signed print by Alex Ross.
2: Oh, cool. So is it individual busts or is it one big piece? They call it their monolith. But not sold individually as busts.
3: No, it's just sold as the monolith.
2: Yeah, they all look pretty good. The only one that's given me a little bit of pause is the Scarlet Witch. She looks a little Judy Garland stoned out or something. But
3: yet it's exactly like the painting. I've never liked how Scarlet Witch looked in that painting either. Very true. And so when I saw the statue, I thought the same thing. But then I looked up and I'm like, yeah, I've always had a thing with that Scarlet Witch in the painting as well. (laughs) She just, the way her eyes are kind of closed and everything. But they recreated it perfectly. They really did. And I love that wasp. That wasp was just so much fun to get in there with the macro lens and photograph.
1: Yeah, they said no one was able to take a good photograph of wasp. We're like, hold on.
3: Yeah, the guy looked at me and the face that I got, I'm like macro lens. And he's like, challenge accepted.
2: (laughs) We will show the world your paintbrush swatches. (laughs) It actually looked pretty clean. No, it is pretty good. They didn't attempt to do a face or anything. So that's good.
3: Yeah, I I mean, those things are so, so tiny. And since I had the macro lens out, I also went after their line of metal miniatures, which are very small figures that come out that kind of remind me of gaming miniatures they're going to be doing. And those are pretty nice, around $50. I think they have a great look to them and a nice way to display a lot of characters in a small space. The only one that's kind of given me pause is Hawkeye because it looks like somebody snapped his neck and he's in the process of falling (laughs) to the ground dead.
2: (laughs) He's being overly dramatic.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's like he's trying to dodge an invisible something. (laughs) But even with the macro lens out and getting real up close and personal with those, their paint was pretty clean and it looked pretty nice. And remember, these are just two-inch figures.
2: Yeah, that's some good detail for that size.
1: They reminded me of those like the Warhammer type figures that people paint on their own. Mm-hmm. That's a level of detail where you've got someone who spent like, you know, 40 hours and, you know, can't pay the rent that month because they had to paint their figure. <laughs>
3: and of course they got a Hulkbuster that caught my eye. So I will be watching that one with great interest. <laughs> of course, the company that had the biggest, baddest, greenest display was Funko. Always do.
1: This year, the lights were toned down. I mean, I was talking to someone else in a different booth and they told me that the lights were much dimmer this year and that it wasn't near as many of them and what was there was a lot more subdued because they noticed last year that everyone's photos were green tinted and their lights were bad it, it was like that episode of seinfeld with kenny rogers roasters with, with kramer <laughs> but <Kenny>. green <laughs> and you i i would like walk away in for 30 minutes i would see green spots
3: It's not easy seeing green.
2: (laughs) I think they probably finally figured out that they don't need to be a big shining green beacon to get people's attention. They have people's attention now. They could probably turn the lights off altogether and people are going to find them.
3: Oh, yeah. What's funny, though, is talking to the rep there, and I brought up Vinyl Sugar, because one year ago right now, we were talking to them, and they're like, Vinyl Sugar is going to be totally different from Funko. It's our designer label. We're not going to do exclusives. We're not going to be at Target's and Walmarts. And now, about nine months later, they said, yeah, we're doing away with the Vinyl Sugar label. And I decided to ask the rep about that, and she said, we're still a small company, and it just became a lot of overhead to try to run it as two separate companies and not be able to streamline ordering and streamline distribution and streamline manufacturing and promotion. So Vinyl Sugar is no more, but all of its lines remain just as part of the Funko lineup now.
2: Yeah, that seemed like a weird direction at the time and it's probably best that they decided to go this way with it. It was confusing
3: for me and I'd been there talking to the woman. Yeah. I'm like, so you're the Funko booth, but you got vinyl sugar and you might have a separate vinyl sugar booth at Comic-Con, but it's Funko. What? (laughs) (laughs) But they're just continuing to just dig deeper. They struck oil with their line of pops. They're going to be doing more pop shirts. They're going to be doing blind packaged buttons with pop art.
1: Well, I'm going to tell you, though, I'm a huge fan of their shirts as I'm wearing one now.
3: You're wearing the Winter Soldier when I got you for Christmas. Yes.
1: And they have really stepped up their game on the shirts and their shirts are soft and they don't shrink lengthwise, which is a huge problem, as you know, Justin.
2: Yes. <laughs> or end up
1: like where, you know, you have normal size sleeves and then you wash and all of a sudden you have like almost sleeveless
2: I'm glad, to, I'm glad to hear you say that because I've seen these shirts so many times that I'm just like, I can't buy a shirt blindly without knowing what it's going to do. And usually shirts that you buy at a retail store with, you know, something pop culture on it, it's usually crap and they shrink and they you wear them once and that's it. But no, this is good to know that they're using quality materials. I might have to pick up a few of these now.
1: Yeah, they are super soft, super comfy. They last through a few washings. I mean, I've been wearing this Winter Soldier one like all the damn time. She
2: might be a little hyped.
1: Maybe. Just a little.
2: (laughs) Team Iron Man.
1: No, no, no. Team Cap, Justin. No, no.
3: Justin and I are the science bros. That's right.
1: Whatevs. But yeah, their shirts are high quality. The buttons, no, that's something that I don't think I need them. They're blind package, but they're buttons.
3: But they're only a buck fifty a piece.
1: Yeah, I guess where I'm a sucker for the blind package items is when they're like super cute little figures or something like that.
3: We're going to be at Hot Topic one day against our better judgment. We're going to be buying an exclusive pop and maybe a t-shirt for you.
1: It's probably going to be buy one, get one half off. So we're going to have to find another item and I'll end up with some buttons.
3: We'll grab like a handful because you don't want just one. And then the next thing you know, you've got an entire line of pop buttons. Yes. But speaking of Hot Topic, I am very, very happy to report they are doing another line of the mystery minis, this one for Civil War. And according to the rep, they are not going to be having Hot Topic exclusives. You can buy a case of these and be done because I had to buy three Hot Topic exclusive Age of Ultron ones that cost me more than my case.
2: <laughs> you know, I've, I've never been a fan. and I think Marjorie and I have talked about this, of the style of these mystery minis in the Marvel line because they do much cuter versions in other lines. But I got to say this, this vision is kind of neat. The way his cape is keeping him floating. My favorites
3: in this line vision is up there. Crossbones, I just love what they did with crossbones with the big hands and the flesh around the eyes. Ant-Man and Falcon.
2: I like Falcon because his wings are stubby. <laughs> stubby little wings. I think you might have pointed out something for me here. I don't like the style of eyes that they do on the Marvel. So the ones that don't have human eyes are the ones that I'm more drawn to. So Vision and that Falcon does look really cool. So does Black Panther. I really like it when they do
3: the comic style and they've only done... couple waves of those They seem to be focusing on the movie style
2: where they're trying to do
3: actors kind
2: of maybe and it doesn't work so well this style just comes off a little too Nintendo Wii character to me oh yeah it's kind of like a me with MII me yeah but the mystery
3: minis are huge i heard them say they're doing more series this year than they've ever done before and across their lines with their horror their sci-fi Game of Thrones all the different licenses The Mopies are continuing, the Wacky Wobblers, they're coming out with a series of Deadpool pens, so you can have pens with Deadpool pops of various colors. Very nice. But the biggest news is the next wave of pop vinyls they've revealed, they had on display there the prototypes of Doctor Strange, who was really cool, I love the color of that outfit. Spider-Gwen. And then a really awesome Captain Marvel. Between Doctor Strange and Captain Marvel, the paints they used are just amazing. And then in their catalog, they also showed Nemesis Punisher. Ooh. Doc Ock, which is going to be pretty cool with all those tentacles. Oh, nice. A classic comic falcon in his red outfit that kind of looks like he's wearing suspenders as a top. (laughs) And a classic She-Hulk in her purple unitard. So Funko's not going to slow down at all, and they already were starting to talk exclusives. Oh boy. Including they're going to be at C2E2 for the first time ever. Really?
2: Yeah. All right. That might seal it for me. I might need to be going.
3: Oh good, you can stand in line for me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'll bring the boy. He can do it.
3: Speaking of movie-based collectibles, another company worth checking out, Uncle Milton We've reviewed several of their products in the past, and then after we've had our fun, we've handed them down to our niece and nephew who are of single-digit age, and they continue to play with the Iron Man Repulsor lab, and I think we handed down everything except for that Spider-Man lab that I tasted. Did you give them ants?
1: No, but I have ant farmers. Why, do you want an ant farm?
2: Oh, I don't.
3: (laughs) But they are making a actual really cool pseudo-prop replica. Last year, they came out with the Jedi Holocron, which was like the game 20Q, but full of Star Wars knowledge, and it looked like a Jedi Holocron. They're doing this again for the Avengers movies with the Tesseract.
2: Ooh.
3: And this is a pulsing, glowing blue cube that you can just think of something, and it will ask you 20 questions and guess what it is you're thinking of. Anything out of the first handful of Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. So it's not going to all the comic knowledge. I think even that would make the Tesseract explode.
2: (laughs) And I don't know if Uncle Milton is tied in with the 20 Questions company, but there's all kinds of games that are the 20Q that you can buy at the store. And they have the same logo on the packaging. So maybe there's some sort of partnership going on there.
3: There is. And right now, if you want to help out both 20Q and Uncle Milton. They've got the Marvel 20Q online. And this is what they did with Star Wars, is they put the questions out there so that they could crowdsource teaching it. And so it'll play 20 questions with you and try to guess what you're thinking of. And if they don't get it, you enter your answer. And it's basically a learning algorithm to the point that they will then program it into the chip that comes in this Tesseract.
2: Cool. Get to help expand the database before it goes into production.
3: So let's give this a quick shot. Justin, think of something.
2: Um alright, I've got it.
3: Is it a being, location, technology, or unknown?
2: Oh, I see how this is gonna go. Um, wow, that's <laughs> it's hard to answer. Uh originally a being. <laughs>
3: no. <laughs> I am guessing that it is Dr. Arnim Zola. Yes! (laughs) See, we're going to have a link to this from their homepage. And speaking of little things that you hold in your hand... (laughs) Are we back on Man Thing? (laughs) Yes. Justin, you work with digital media. How often do you need a thumb drive? Uh,
2: You know, fairly often. You know, things like Google Drive and Dropbox have, you know, kind of eliminated the everyday need for that, but... Are you going to sell me one?
3: Well, Tribe has come out with a line of Marvel-based thumb drives, and they've actually done a couple very cool things. First, they've got little, like, minifigure-looking ones that kind of remind me of something Funko would blind package and sell, or maybe Monogram International would call a keychain. All right. But I really liked some of their styles there. Plus, they had Baymax in addition to Hulk and Spider-Man and Cap and a nice metallic Iron Man.
2: Oh, so, yeah, I would, I would have a BB-8 drive. <laughs> That one's kind of cute.
1: It is. That one one is cute if you needed a little flash drive.
2: The other thing they
3: had that was really cool, though, is little credit cards that have a little USB thing that slides out, but it's the size of a credit card. You could put it in your wallet and then extend a USB plug, and it's an 8 or 16 gig thumb drive. Oh, wow. So those are the ones you see held up in binder clips in my photos.
2: Yeah, that's pretty cool.
3: And they have Marvel art on them, or Hello Kitty art if you prefer. (laughs) another company that we did just kind of a drive-by on upper deck i am just loving and marjorie is too actually their legendary game
1: yep we play it with andrew and his wife michelle and it is a lot of fun
3: justin we're just gonna have to like one day webcam and play this game it only takes like 30 to 60 minutes and it is a ton of fun or just maybe if we get together at c2e2 or something i can break it out
2: it's a, it's a casual game. You don't need to collect to play or anything.
3: No, all the cards you need are in it. It's deck building based on the cards there. Only when they put some in with actual trading cards did that become a nightmare that cost me more money than I'd like to
2: admit. Right, I remember that.
3: Normally, you just buy their sets, and that's everything you need for the game. And they have expansions, which change how you play and whatnot, but you don't have to have them, and it doesn't make the game any better. Cause when you play with the expansions, it's not like your expansion cards are going against your opponents non expansion cards. Got it. But they had two new Deadpool games on display. They've got a Deadpool expansion coming for the legendary game. Nice. As well as just a Deadpool standalone game that is not part of the legendary
2: series. Cool. I would, I'd be willing to play Deadpool. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it was a lot of fun when we played with Andrew. Galactus kicked our butt, but it was a lot of fun. And the thing is, it's a team game, so like all the players are playing together against a villain. So it was like Andrew, his wife, Michelle, Marjorie, and I all playing different heroes, teaming up, trying to beat Galactus, but the person who beats him most is the winner of the game. Oh, so it's kind of like Texas (laughs) Hold'em.
2: Everybody's playing against the
3: dealer, I gotcha. Yeah, in a way. All right. Then we stopped by NECA, and (laughs) you know how we... Last show started our Podbean crowdsourcing to fund Marvelicious. It's because that as long as I'm being honest, we're never going to get sponsorships or review products from companies like NECA. Don't get me wrong. I like NECA. I think what they're doing with their video game figures is awesome. They had a Contra display there that made me feel 14 again.
2: Yeah, they've done some cool stuff over there. I've picked up some of the Predator and type of things and... They have some of the licenses that I know you would dig Arnie I've, they've seen I've seen Friday the 13th like Jason figures yeah Hellraiser,
3: pinhead they also do the hero click stuff and I pick up some of that but when it comes to what we cover Marvel and not really the gaming like hero clicks, what they've got is that quarter scale figure line
2: oh yeah I picked up an Iron Man in that line and what do you think of it? I wasn't impressed. I, I was really happy that I got it on a deep, deep clearance price, because if I would have paid full price for it, I would have been really disappointed.
3: I was glad because Thor and Cap, I believe, were the first two they came out with, and those had gone on pretty deep discount at Hastings, and Jerry had found one for like 30 or $40, and if I'd found that, you know me, in for a penny, in for a pound, but The Iron Man they had on display does not look bad. Does not look great, but doesn't look bad. And keep in mind, these figures are under $100 anyway at full retail. But they continue to put out the Avengers and they've got the fourth core Avenger out now, Hulk. And he's bad. He's just bad.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's some problems with this Hulk.
3: First of all, it's open up and say, ah, for the dentist Hulk.
1: It looks like he's got fangs.
3: And his eyes are kind of rolled back like he's bored at the dentist and doesn't want to make eye contact with the dental hygienist because that's just weird.
1: (laughs) Okay, but let's talk about what is probably the most problematic thing are the weird pants pulled up almost all the way to his nipples.
3: They're not anywhere near his nipples, but yet because of the distance (laughs) between his belly button and his crotch, it looks like his nipples should be
2: there. Yep. They are some high-waisted pants though.
1: <laughs> yeah. Seriously high-waisted.
2: Like early bird special high-waisted.
1: <laughs> Maybe that's why he's making that face as he knows his pants are bad.
2: Look at Wedgie. And they're also kind of mixing up the format here a little bit because the cap was all plastic and Thor was all plastic, wasn't he? I thought he had a cloth cape. Okay. I, I couldn't remember if he had a plastic cape or a soft goods, but it looks like his pants are actual pants and not just sculpted on.
1: Oh, yeah, they're actual pants and they don't fit well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, the sculpt in the face isn't great. His eyes almost look like somebody's wearing a Hulk mask. They're almost too close <laughs> together.
3: That is what this looks like It's almost like a Hulk mask that you would wear at Halloween if you were seven. Yes. With the open mouth and everything.
2: <laughs> and some little kid's eyes poking through the holes. The
3: Tulk tongue is weird too. It's like it's just floating in his mouth, like it's not attached in the back.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, but this Iron Man does look like an improvement over the one that I that I have. That looks like a much shinier red. It looks looks more like it could be metal, rather than what I got, just looked really like plastic, like cheap plastic.
3: Yeah, the Iron Man looked pretty good. If you wanted a big Iron Man that's around $100, that's good. The Hulk, probably somewhere between 100 and and 150 as it is somewhat in scale with the others. I still think it's slightly small for what Hulk should be, but pretty close to scale for quarter scale. And so he's going to be a bit more. But every so often I look at a line and they come out with an amazing piece and I'm like, dang it, why wasn't I all in from the beginning? And then there's NECA. <laughs> <laughs> again love their other stuff Not the, the company is a great company it is just this marvel quarter scale stuff if they were doing like 8 inch figures or 6 inch figures and in there in the legends and select space hell let them do marvel video game figures I would kill for like that x-men 4 player game 8 bit figures and
2: uh, yeah just the roster from marvel versus capcom oh
3: absolutely that would be awesome yeah I would love for them to get into that arena, but this quarter scale mixed media, it makes almost as much sense to me as why they had seven different leg lamps on display. You need one. It's for a Christmas story. You don't need one for Batman, one for Harley Quinn, and one for the Wicked Witch of the West.
2: (laughs) There's a dead horse. Let's beat it.
3: (laughs) I do have a few other body knockers. Not a bad company, just... Yeah, I, I love their dancing group body knocker. I actually have one of Is them. Is that one of those solar things? Yeah,
1: yeah. and they move yeah. funny. Like yeah. like creepy funny. It's like the shack shake.
2: <laughs> the shack shimmy?
1: Yep, it, it's just a <laughs> shake and a tingle.
3: <laughs> they also had a Deadpool that does that little motion now.
1: Ooh. They also had a new thing that they were handing out at their booth too. It's hubcap snaps.
3: Those things were annoying.
1: And it's just, you know how you snap a bottle cap and it makes that sound? Yeah. It's it's that. And they're blind packaged and they had a Marvel line and then you can collect them and.
2: Wait, are they trying to bring back like pogs? Is that what they're doing?
1: Yep, that sounds about right. And they have like little collector books to put them in and everything. Yep. Yep.
2: Well, all right. You can mark this down in the same vein as Marbs.
1: Because these make noise though.
2: Oh, <laughs> so they're useless and annoying. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they click all the time
1: yeah and it's a loud click i'm pretty sure that there's a mom somewhere that's just going to take them all and hate burn them in the backyard
3: (laughs) then entertainment earth was there you know selling to wholesalers and they had a new line of figures on display peg pals you mean fisher
2: price little people yeah pretty much they've certainly took me back to my childhood oh yeah these would go perfect in my Sesame Street Playhouse.
1: They would be awesome in your Sesame Street Playhouse. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're kind of fun and cool. I guess a great thing for little, little kids. I don't know if they eat them or not.
3: They're $5 a
2: figure, which feels high to me. I mean, are they the same scale as the Fisher-Price people? They look like they might be slightly bigger. If they're bigger, it's by quarter to half an inch. Okay.
3: They're They're really small items. You know, I'd expect them to be thumb drives, but they're not.
2: somewhat useful
3: but they've got a jaundice captain america spider-man iron man ant-man and deadpool coming in the line as well as star trek dc and kiss
2: because they have that license they're all they're all kind of cute but for some reason deadpool seems to be the cutest one in the the marvel line
1: you might be biased i might
2: be but i mean the rest of them like throughout the line like all the star trek people have just like cute little dot eyes And stuff like that but then you get to iron man and ant-man they're both almost look like just robots
3: but let's get to the hit of the con for me the i posted this on facebook so if you follow us on facebook you already know on valentine's day i fell in love with a man named pierre (laughs) now justin you are stirring my memory that you and jay talked to me about mezco's 112 scale line of figures last year at Comic-Con. But it was Batman, and that's not a road I need to go down, despite how great a name DC-licious toys is. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, they were sprinkled throughout the con at San Diego last year, and they did have a big Mezco booth that I eventually found, but where I initially started seeing them was in Diamond Select's distribution booth. You know what I'm talking about?
1: They actually have a line of super cute, like smaller figures called mezzets that you've probably seen too and i've got a few of those laying around because i think they're kind of fun and they've got like little weird triangle heads that are really adorable
3: oh yeah 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 i've seen those Mm -hmm. they did the kick-ass figures because kick-ass wasn't under the marvel license so around the time hasbro was doing
2: the mighty mugs they were doing the mezzets. right well, what I was seeing at Comic-Con was mostly they had a bunch of Judge Dredd figures that the closer you look at them, you realize that it was an articulated figure with like a almost like a plasticky cloth spandex suit over them. And so that really kind of got me intrigued. And then Jay and I were walking around and we found the Mezco booth where they actually had Batman and a Superman and a few others. There I remember a space ghost. I don't know if that ever got made or not, but I would I would pick up a space ghost. It was in their booth. Oh, nice. So maybe he's still coming. But we talked to the guy there and he told us, yep, they are fully articulated figures with outfits on over them. So Jay immediately went and bought they had a two-pack. It was con exclusive Batman versus Mutant Leader pack. And he picked that up. And then I know later that evening at our hotel room he was opening it up and The more we dug into it, the more we were falling in love with this. We're like, wow, these things are super articulated and they're really durable. And we were looking at Batman and like just how well his outfit fit. Like these guys are wearing spandex that fit and you can see the musculature in their legs and arms. And I was like, this is really cool. So the next day I went and picked up a Batman figure because I couldn't not have that (laughs) after after playing with Jays. And, you know, what? I fell in love. I was like, wow, this is cool. This is awesome. And we talked about how it would be awesome if they could do a Marvel line. And then a couple months ago, right when we were doing our year-end review show is when word of this started to come out and they started to leak some of these photos of figures that you actually got to see in person now.
3: You know, let's just to give our listeners a great chance to find out about these figures. I talked to Pierre and he gives a perfect overview of their line here with the Marvel and Man of Steel and the DC heroes they're doing. So let's go ahead and play that and then come back. So we're at the Mezco Toys booth with Pierre, the project manager of their 112 line, which is hitting big with comic books this year. Hello, sir. Hello. Thank you guys for coming. Now, we're taking a look at this line, and these are 112th scale action figures?
5: They are. We, we fudged it slightly. 112th uh, scale is really 6 inch. These are six and a half. But uh, they're titans. They're heroes. So I don't think that half inch is going to bother too many people. Hopefully.
3: And... Looking at the line you've got, these are how many points of articulation is on your standard body?
5: Uh, the average is about 37 points of articulation. So they they look like they're statues, but they're fully articulated action figures, and sturdy ones. You can play with these guys
3: and these are soft good outfits are they all soft good like the daredevils up there are those also soft goods
5: they are all soft goods um, where where we can uh, we'll do uh, fake leather like material like you're seeing on daredevil it's a uh, it's still screened spandex so it has stretch um, green arrow has some fake leather like material uh, but for the most part yes it's all soft goods
3: that is absolutely incredible because the way you have imposed i can see you know the little bit of cloth there but the leather material the way you have imposed I'm not seeing a lot of bunching up. No matter which pose you have them in, that's why I wanted to ask if it was plastic because it's got a really clean line.
5: Right, that, that did not come easily. That was uh, <laughs> that was the result of a lot of back and forth with our Hong Kong office. Uh, a lot of uh, sleepless nights and uh, a lot of stress. But in the end, we got it right, I hope. Um, so far, so good.
3: And then with it's a little bit more obvious with the regular clothing on like Captain America and Punisher here but I think you know, the way you've done it with the mixture of like the spandex on the Punisher versus kind of the more baggy, realistic kind of jumpsuit pants, you're kind of avoiding the doll look. These really look like action figures or high-end kind of small hot toys as compared to, uh, you know, like Diamond's retro Mego line or something similar.
5: Right, I, I mean, I think there's, a, there's absolutely a space in the marketplace for retro Migo style figures. I love Migos myself, um, but we really wanted to try to do something that hadn't been done before. Um, and really it's getting the 12-inch aesthetic down to 6-inch. So we can do, well, I don't know if we can. We're trying to do everything they can do while still ending up with an action figure you can play with and not feel like you're going to break. It's, you know, a fraction of the cost. It'll have way more accessories. Um, So I think at the end of the day, we're doing something that hasn't been done before uh, in action figures overall and at at 6-inch scale for sure.
3: Yeah, because, I mean, while Hasbro does 6-inch with some soft goods here or there, I can't recall any that have this amount of soft goods on them.
5: Right. I mean, we're, we're obviously high-end, um, so we're, we're a different market than Hasbro is. We're not uh, in direct competition with them. Um, I don't know that we have a direct competitor in this scale yet. We're, I mean, we're in, an, we're in an interesting middle ground between sort of the, the um, mass retail 6-inch figures and then the 12-inch collector-friendly stuff.
3: So about what is the MSRP that you're aiming for with this line?
5: We're at 70 right now. The two Star Trek figures, uh, and I believe the Dawn of Justice, Batman and Superman are up for pre-order at 70. Uh, and that's, that's as much as I know.
3: <laughs> and talk to me about the designs of these. We were talking a little bit beforehand, like you've got the Punisher with, it looks like a riveted metal skull and versus the screen print. So where did the designs of these originate?
5: Well. Um, we are all huge nerds at the office, so when we found out, one, about DC and then two, when Marvel came around, we all came into these projects with ideas of our own, about things that we just had to see and, and cool things that we wanted to try. Um, and at the end of the day, what we really wanted to achieve was getting an iconic look for the characters um, while not having it be specific to any one issue. So we feel like with our classic, Punisher, our classic Punisher, for instance, it's absolutely like a first appearance Punisher, but it's not quite. It's still a little more rugged, a little more real, real world looking. Um, the Armored Punisher. He has a, uh, a look that's vaguely like this in the modern comics, and it just its too cool not to try, so we wanted to you know, really work that look up. We wanted to aim for real world as much as possible with most of these figures.
3: But with your Dawn of Justice, are those movie accurate or are those also a little stylized?
5: Those are 100% movie accurate. I mean, the, the, the nice thing, I guess I should say, about the uh, comic-based stuff is we have a little more liberty. We can take some artistic license when it comes to the movie properties, you really have to get them 100% or else they don't work. So we were going for 100% likeness, 100% accuracy in terms of the costumes, uh, and I like to think we got there.
3: Now, you said they were going to come with a lot of accessories. What kind of accessories are you looking at packing with these?
5: Um, well, none of these uh, none of these have all the accessories they're going to come with. For the most part, they come with at least one variant head, in some cases two, with different expressions. Uh, they all come with at least three sets of hands. You'll have fists, you'll have... Uh, flying hands or grappling hands, posing hands. For instance on Captain America, he has the, sh- the knife in the sheath on his boot that'll come out. Uh, he's got two grenades on the back of his belt that are removable. Just a bunch of different stuff. We These are not cheap action figures and we don't want people to spend the money, open them up and feel like they haven't gotten their, their money's worth. So we're trying to put as much stuff in here as, as we possibly can to just increase the value across the board.
3: And- you were talking about the stands, all of your hero characters, DC, Marvel, are going to come with the much longer arm for flying poses?
5: Right. Um, so, uh, absolutely, yes, they will, because uh, you know you want your heroes in the most dramatic poses possible. So, we have a, a large standing posing post that plugs into a base, um, so you can pose the characters, I don't know, eight inches off the ground in various flying or jumping poses.
3: And is the wire on the, I'm looking at this daredevil you've got flying, and I am totally blanking on the name of that uh, weapon, Uh, the baton, baton. okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's got a special name and I'm just kicking myself right now. His baton there with the wire, is it actually just gonna be that firm of a wire that you could have it floating like that?
5: We're aiming to have it be a, a bendy wire um, because there are some iconic uh, images of Daredevil where his his baton is doing sort of a zigzag in the air and we want the um, the end consumer to be able to replicate those poses. So it'll have a bendy wire that you can pose in various different uh, action poses. Billy Club. That's Billy what club, it was. that's yes. the one, yes. <laughs> Thank you. I've been calling them batons for months now. Billy Club.
3: I knew it would come to me as soon as I recorded something else. Now, you also said before we started recording that you can do any of the Marvel comic characters uh,
5: pretty much? Pretty much. Um, due to you know, the, the uh, ins and outs of licensing, which uh, we have no control over, nor, nor do we want to be involved in, um, we are excluded from doing Mutants or Fantastic Four or related characters which closes off a a relatively small portion of the universe, and I'm I'm really not going to complain about being able to do all their other cool characters. You know, (laughs) poor us. We can only do Captain America and Spider-Man. So, uh, you know, it's not a bad problem, really.
3: Is this the entire line you're planning on doing that you have out here for DC and Marvel for 16?
5: Um, Most likely this is as much as we're going to be able to get out. There's a lot of uh, time involved with every one of these projects. Um, Even when we think it's on schedule, we'll run into something that we hadn't game-planned on, like the fit or um, some accessory not working the way we planned it to. So yes, most likely this is it for 2016. We'll have more reveals at at, uh, San Diego Comic-Con. And we're working continuously behind the scenes. So we've got at least another ten projects we're, you know, cranking on.
3: Are you thinking about any kind of exclusives for Comic-Con in the line? Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. One last question. With the outfits, I know that a lot of these high-end figures with the soft goods over not even too extended a time, the more you pose them, the outfits can stretch out a little bit. Is that something that you're taking into account as you design these?
5: Like I said, we're nerds at the office. So when we get any of these samples in, we're playing with them. We're not just, like, you know, leaving them on our desk because we can't stand to look at them. We're posing them and throwing them back and forth across the desk so we can all get a look at it. And as of yet, we haven't had that problem. I mean, our Dark Knight figures have been out for a little over a year, and um, I haven't seen any problems with them. Same thing with Dread, so I don't anticipate any problems. But we're we're always field testing, for lack of a better term, uh, these guys to make sure that those problems don't arise.
3: All right. Well, hey, Pierre, thank you very much for your time. I look forward to talking to you at Comic Con and seeing what you have on display there.
5: Absolutely, good to see you. Thank you.
3: I can't tell you how. I really like these, and I don't want to do a disservice to Mezco by comparing them to another line, but I mean, imagine a half-sized Hot Toy with all the articulation of a Hot Toy, all the detail of a Hot Toy, the perfect likeness of a sculpt in the cases of ones that look like actors of a Hot Toy, and about a third the price of a Hot Toy in the six and a half inch scale instead of 12 inch,
2: and that's what we're dealing with here. Oh wow. And a few things that I feel like they do slightly better than Hot Toys is their work with material. Like they've they've figured out how to miniaturize the weave of these materials and miniaturize the the hems in the in the shirts and the seams. They seem to be in the right scale. And that's always a problem I have with hot toys. Whenever somebody's wearing a collar or you can see a seam in their pants, it always just seems like that was done in real scale, just on small pants.
3: <laughs> well, Pierre was nice enough to give me a Spock to review for comparison. And so I have Spock in my hand and the likeness its it's 60 Spock and the likeness to Leonard Nimoy is astounding, just incredible. But as far as the stitching goes, which is what you're talking about, it's very well done, but it's not perfectly to scale. If I were to blow this up to life size and wear this shirt, people would wonder why I had big
2: stitching around my shoulders and around the bottom where my shirt was hemmed. I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm saying that even at this much smaller scale, it's less noticeable than on the hot toys where they have a bigger scale to work with. True. I guess
3: stitching has always bothered you more. The way belly buttons on Hasbro cloth <laughs> figures bothers me. Because I've never really noticed it. I mean, even on the Mego figures, on the Diamond Select retro figures, on the Hot Toys, and on these, if you didn't call it out, my eye would not be drawn to the stitching, because I'd be looking at how perfect the materials used are, and how, in the case of Spock here, they silk screen the piping on the sleeve, and it feels like it's... Probably a, a probably a decal for the insignia on the chest, but I can't really tell if it's a decal or a two-layer silk screen. How accurate the costume is, what down to the bell-bottom capri pants. Well,
1: those aren't bell-bottoms, dear. They're they're kind of like boot-cut capris. But it is. I think it's remarkable. I I really do. I don't have any complaints about this figure whatsoever. And I think you summed it up perfectly when you posted that you were in love.
3: Now, Spock didn't come with alternate hands and alternate head. We're just posing him and playing with him, the hands come off very easily and pop right back on just as easily as does the head. So the ones that have the different portraits and the different hands, it's not like some of the Hot Toys where I've had to hold my breath and pull. Yeah. And looking at the body underneath, I mean, we've got the ab crunch articulation, swivel waist. I can't get his shirt off high enough to figure out. I think this is a ball jointed shoulder. It's Oh, it's ball and swivel. So it swivels out while it also rotates 360. Same with the elbows and just the way it looks. But you know, the Spock figure is wearing regular clothes, which is awesome. But look at the superheroes they did. The one that impressed me the absolute most was the daredevil in the pleather. Yeah, the, the black outfit. Well, also the red outfit. The red outfit was equally like leather material. Only the yellow outfit was spandexy.
2: Ah, uh, yeah, wearing the shorts. Yeah, I'll say on first blush when I saw this line, I was super excited, but like my wallet immediately said, you know, maybe one or two of them. And my first thought was that dark, that dark suited daredevil. And then I thought maybe the red one too. But now I'm looking at these caps again and I'm, probably going to get one of the caps and even though i'm not a huge punisher fan i think i might be getting one of the punishers as well oh god the one with the rivets on the
3: chest plate is so awesome the one in just the regular outfit and it, they did a great job but it's because i own that eight inch hasbro cover series remember the, like all the soft good spider-man kind of figures they did years ago yeah maybe, maybe it was toy because i thought it was hasbro it's that exact outfit, so it's reminding me of that. But I want that figure so I can put, like, the bandaged nose head on the my chest plate got shot with bullets Punisher.
2: Yeah, the portrait on the the original Punisher is way better than the other one because it's just so much more beat up and black-eyed and everything. But this could be another expensive line that I was not expecting to even occur. And now here they are. Well, it's only 70 a figure. Now, I
3: say only. Uh, that's a lot more than a Legend, but it's the price of three Legends. They're not going to come out at the speed of Legends. It's not like you're going all in on Hot Toys. No. My caveats on this are a few. I love what they're doing. Every figure they have in that case, I want to own. I want to play with it, and I want to keep it near me on my desk so I can play with it often, but only if I'm wearing gloves so I don't get the clothes dirty. Yeah, that's...
1: <laughs> What you need to do. I think these are great.
3: My issues are, first of all, they're going variant heavy out the gate. Three Daredevils, two Caps, two Punishers, versus having seven different figures and then next year doing a different one. Although, Pierre did say they may do Comic-Con exclusives.
2: Maybe we're seeing one of the exclusives here and don't know it. Very possibly. And this is very much the way they rolled out with the, the Batman line last year, because... With the one buck with the Batman and the same basic head, they did three different versions. They had the Dark Knight in his gray and blue outfit, and then that exact same figure, but instead of blue, it was gray and black. And then I think the exclusive one that Jay picked up was the blue and gray, but he was battle damaged. They actually had little rips in his outfit where you could see the figure underneath. And it was just incredible because you would think ripping fabric that small would just like cause a a seam to just continue tearing off but no it stayed right where it was but arnie you say you say variants and i don't know if they would look at it as variants so much as choices you know i'm sure they would love everybody to buy every version of a figure they put out but to me looking at this if i had to pick one i'd probably pick the black suited daredevil
3: And I'd go red just because I think that leather is just reminding me so much of the last suit of the Netflix series. And it's iconic red and it just, oh, it looks good. Although I'd want the yellow and the black one. I like the caps. How can I pick between these caps? I'm like, I'd want the one that's a little bit not quite so blue because he looks very much movie-like. I mean, these are all comic-based, but it just has that movie feel and the baggy actual outfit but then i just look more and more at the even more comic booky blue with the diamond pattern on the chest i i can't pick (laughs) i can't choose i fell in love on valentine's day torn between (laughs) two lovers
2: (laughs) so what they're what they're doing here is obviously going with characters that wear outfits rather than characters who are in armor
3: which is why i think my comic cave figures are going to be so happy to have friends
2: right like i've complained in the past that you know figure arts version of human characters aren't that great but i really love what they do with the armored figure so this might be like you said a good companion to one of our japanese expensive High end lines, but I'm excited for the future of this line. I mean, let's think about what other characters they can do that wear outfits as opposed to armor. They mentioned Spider Man. Yes. How many, how many different versions of Spider-Man can we get? Oh my
3: God, just ask Hasbro.
2: <laughs> Talk about variants. They're going to come out with a 12-pack of Spider-Man for you right out the gate.
3: Marvel <laughs> Spider-Man, Marvel Now Spider-Man, Marvel Ultimate Spider-Man, Peter Parker version, Miles Morales Ultimate Spider-Man, uh, Superior Spider-Man,
2: Scarlet Spider. <laughs> and I don't mean to beat the Deadpool bush too often, but I a <laughs> Deadpool in this. How awesome would that be? Deadpool with all of his straps and belts and gear on over one of these outfits? And you could still do a couple of versions. You could do the full-on Rob
3: Liefeld, poucherific version like Sideshow did, and then you could do the more toned-down, modern comics, mostly movie version in more of a leather suit.
1: Okay, so mm-hmm. basically you can make lots of Deadpools and lots of spider man
3: But, I mean, I wouldn't rule out something like an iron man especially if they did like a classic iron man the way they're doing the classic daredevil where he was just wearing yellow spandex with a few pieces of armor
2: yeah see that's where they would lose me i wouldn't be interested in something like that so much but i would be interested in since they have pleather down how about like a nice ghost rider
3: i'd like to see some female figures in here they can't do the x-men and that's where my mind goes but like a really good black widow or...
2: Oh, yeah. Scarlet witch. I wonder if they're having trouble with the female buck because I don't think I've seen a female in any of their lines, not even the DC line yet. That might be a little more tricky. I mean, at this size, getting outfits to fit on that small of a body could be kind of tricky.
1: Well, and it's completely different sewing, too, because now with outfits, you're talking about adding darts because you've got to make certain allowances and things, and maybe it's just not cost efficient.
3: And... Admittedly, they're starting with heavy hitters. While Pierre didn't necessarily think of the Netflix series when they did Punisher and Daredevil, I can't not think of them. The three figures they have on display, one has a movie and the other two have a Netflix series due out in the next six months. They're striking while the iron's very hot. So, coming up after that, a Doctor Strange.
2: I would love to see what they could do with that outfit. Oh, yeah. Heck, I would even buy a Coulson. I don't know if they could make a suit that little. But that'd be kind of sweet.
1: I'm sure they could. But it would be nice to get some of the human face characters.
2: Yeah, they could come out with a line of just all the heroes in everyday clothes. I would buy Tony Stark in jeans and a Iron Maiden t-shirt. Yeah. And loafers? <laughs> yep. Casual Tony. You're going to buy loafers? Hey, in this scale? That's, not, that's never been my rule in this scale.
3: Well, this is a line that I think we're going to be following extraordinarily closely. This is now, with Legends and Hot Toys, a marvelous sweet spot.
1: I'm sorry, the Legends 6 inches?
3: Yeah, the
2: Legends 6 inches. Okay.
1: <laughs> Just making sure.
2: Yes, this is definitely, it was on my radar. Now it's, you know, up front. It's not going to replace figuars for me, but I think it's going to be a nice companion to that that collection. And that ends our Toy Fair coverage for 2016. I want to
3: thank Dan and Pierre and everybody else we talked to off mic and on record at Toy Fair for showing us around the booths and letting me bother them by taking hundreds mm-hmm. and thousands of photographs. And of course, thanks to Everyone on the staff who then sorted through those thousands of photographs to make the videos and to make the photo galleries and to post them on Facebook. There are a couple last pieces of online news, though, that have happened while we were at Toy Fair, not the least of which is over at our sponsor, Dorkside Toys. They've kind of rearranged their site now, so it's much easier to find your three and three quarter inch action figures, your six inch action figures your pop vinyls, or even just your Build-A-Figure parts. And the three and three quarter inch Legends Wave 1 is available to ship in 24 hours. That's where I got them is from Dorkside Toys with Captain Marvel, Spider-Man Noir, Triton, Ulick, Yondu, Iron Man, Spider-Man, and Black Panther.
2: Yulik, Yondu, I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs>
3: The Captain America Onslaught wave that we talked about is up for pre-order right now, and you can still order Cottonmouth, Whirlwind, and Captain America individually, or just order the Onslaught Build-A-Figure. Or,
2: yeah, get an extra one, even if you're going to build the whole wave anyway, because it looks like we're getting that Magneto head in an upcoming wave. And you can also order the Two
3: Venom set of the absorbing man waves you get both absorbing man heads and then you can have two venoms to display tongue in and tongue out and that's going to be shipping later this month plus almost every figure from that wave is available individually except for venom and spider gwen so you can get those all plus the chameleon figure ready to ship in 24 hours and we want you to click the banner from our homepage. also gentle giant they weren't at toy fair but they did their February releases during Toy Fair, and they have two more of their Scotty Young statues up for order. And this is the Thanos with his death balloon.
2: Very nice.
3: And the Iron Man with his big baby Scotty Young eyes. (laughs) The great thing about those is the price. At $60 a figure, it's not that bad. I haven't jumped in on these yet. Marjorie hasn't cooed over them enough to make me think she needs them.
1: Nah, I'm okay.
3: What I have ordered is the Jumbo Iron Man to continue my super-sized Secret Wars collection, though.
1: I think what I've demanded that you order is what we're going to talk about in, in the next few minutes.
3: Then Hot Toys. <laughs> put up for pre-order. <laughs> Two new busts.
1: That's not what I'm talking about. The
3: Iron Man Mark 46 and the War Machine Mark Three bust from Civil War.
1: Oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did. You saved the best for last. Perfect.
3: (laughs) These busts, I've never bought any of their busts. The bust sets, every so often I'm at a con and I see like one of the eight packs and I'm tempted, but I never have. At $46 a piece for these armless light up Iron Man chest plates and heads.
2: Yeah, they they look neat, but unless they had like the full, you know, house party protocol ready to roll in a pack, I don't know that I would ever be that tempted. And then would you really want to spend that money
3: at $50 a piece times 42 marks just for the house party protocol, not counting the ones that have come since you'd be looking at $2,100.
2: Yeah. More interestingly though, I think this is the best look I've had at the new Mark III War Machine armor.
3: Yeah, I guess there are some differences. I, at a glance, didn't notice any differences, but there's quite a bit of different paint on the chest there. Is that his confirmed kills? He's got 20 confirmed kills. Is that's what that mark is on his chest plate there?
2: Yeah, it looks like there's some paint going on there. The mask is completely different. The mask does look a little bit meaner. And I guess the arc reactor has it. That's hexagonal now. Yeah.
3: I passed on those, but they also put up to 1-6 scale figures from Captain America Civil War. And that is Captain America and Winter Soldier.
1: And they are glorious. The Captain America is so awesome. I love his new outfit. I know you're biased, Arnie and Justin, because you guys are on the wrong side, but...
2: (laughs) I just don't know that his outfit's all that new.
1: The tummy's different a little. It's got different stripes. Oh,
2: you're right. It doesn't go all the way down.
1: And he's also got some jaunty red on his pants.
3: It's got a little less red piping than what they were all having an Age of Ultron.
1: Yeah, that was very sleek, and, but this has red on his pants, different stomach design, and there's more red on his arms, too.
3: And we talked when they released the Deadpool Hot Toys, how they had the interchangeable eyes. Here you have two heads, the unmasked head and a masked head, but the masked head comes with two interchangeable jaws that goes right along the mask line, so you can have gritting teeth masked or neutral face masked. Oh, that's pretty cool. I like that they're doing that. If they do it in places like that, where around the chin strap and the mask, it's not noticeable. I think that's a great way to give us more facial expressions without costing a lot more money.
1: However, they are very creepy on their own. Yeah. Extraordinarily (laughs) creepy.
2: Is that a little bit of a spoiler that they're putting in this as a pack-in? Am I seeing a crossbones helmet up there?
1: Yes, you are. With the front smashed in on one side. Yeah, he
2: doesn't look too... uh healthy. Huh. I don't know if that's a spoiler or,
3: you know, where that would happen in the movie, but you asked if this was different enough. Just to let you know, Justin, if you missed out on the Age of Ultron Captain America, and thank God I didn't, the going price right now is between 350 and 560 on eBay. Whoa. That thing, now that it's sold out, again, hot toys, better investment than gold. <laughs>
2: It's just different enough to drive collectors like us crazy. And it's just similar enough to the casual fans. It's like, oh, yeah, that's Captain America. And they mm-hmm. don't think about it twice.
3: Yeah. Uh, looking at completed listings, the Age of Ultron cap sells for 400. So if you missed out on him, this one is going to be much more wallet
2: friendly at half the price. And with a few more options. I like what they're doing, like you said, with the changeable Jaws.
1: Now let's talk about the next one.
2: Winter
3: Soldier. They did a great likeness of Sebastian Stan in this. Just seeing the trailers and everything, and I love how they chromed the arm up with the vac metalizing. He looks badass. I just, I know how I'm posing them. It's right out of the trailer. Cap is going to be kneeling in front with the shield. Winter Soldier standing above with the gun.
2: <laughs> Marjorie, let me ask you this: Is he still as dreamy without that smoky man mascara? Oh yeah, that he totally. Had in the last movie, totally.
1: Okay. <laughs> He's no Chris Evans, but.
2: He has a little bit of a David Cassidy thing going on now without that mascara.
3: I kind of like his zip up top, the coat there. It's like he's cold because he's the Winter Soldier. <laughs> I love the facial likeness, but I got to say, in the s- shots they did where he's aiming the gun, he looks a little bit too calm and impassive. You know, he looks great in the shot where he's like holding the gun up ready for battle, but aiming it, eh, it looks a little like he's daydreaming.
2: Yeah, little little prototypey, but you know we haven't seen them change too terribly much from prototype to final very often. Well, Marjorie, I pre-ordered both, so there you I go.
1: I figured you would. Thank you. I'll let you take pictures of them.
3: <laughs> Bonus. <laughs> and speaking of dreamy Avengers, by the way, also right before Toy Fair, we are going to another Wizard World, and it's just next weekend. We're headed. To the land of the Cleves, the home of Howard the Duck, Cleveland, Ohio, for Wizard World, Ohio, with Chris Hemsworth. Ooh.
1: Yeah, can you believe they're getting these good guests?
3: That's pretty awesome. Yeah, my Avengers DVD is starting to really come together with the signatures. I don't think I'll ever get ScarJo or Robert Downey Jr., but...
1: We never thought we'd get Chris Evans, but hey, a trip to New Orleans, whirlwind, and we got him
3: i'll never say never i'm keeping an eye out for charity events in chicago because that's where robert downey jr has shown up in the past but yeah that's kind of nice and you know even if it's not on my avengers stuff i do have scarlett johansson's autograph and sam jackson's autograph so really only downey remains yeah and,
1: are we, we dragon Molnier? no <laughs> you
3: are the one who gets prop replica signed not me
1: i just didn't know because it's so damn heavy <laughs> Well, that's
3: because you're an unworthy.
1: Yeah, okay.
3: I have no trouble <laughs> lifting it, so I uh, guess I'm just worthy.
1: Okay. I got one prop replica signed.
3: Yes, but I have gotten zero. Okay. Well, one does not a trend make.
1: But I stand by it.
3: I'm just gonna be happy with my DVD signed and feeling like, to use a 90s term, the girly man standing next to Chris Hemsworth for that very embarrassing photo that would look like a really bad before and after. <laughs> <laughs> and in the after i gained a foot
2: (laughs) yeah i was gonna say
3: (laughs) i became taller and australian
2: much blonder
1: (laughs) eye color change you know
3: (laughs) well with all this gray hair i'm getting i need to dye it some color why not hemsworth blonde
2: There you go.
1: I'm curious if they're going to have the same rules for the photo op as it did in Chris Evans, where no touching the celebrity below the waist, no running and jumping into their arms.
2: I wasn't planning on either of those things. However, if you can jump into his arms from standing still in place, that is allowed.
3: (laughs) I just have to remember to smile. (laughs) Will I be as intimidated by him as I am by Renner?
1: I think you and Renner have some sort of beef going on or something. (laughs)
3: So if you're going to Wizard World, Cleveland, say hi. We're going to be there Friday and Saturday. And then we will be back the week after that with the next show where we are going to be looking at Factory Entertainment's
2: Motion Groot. Ooh. So all that and more on the next Marvelicious Toys.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help our show by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel toys, talk and trade toys in the Marvelicious forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. You can see more videos and reviews by subscribing to the Marvelicious Toys YouTube channel. You can find the link from our homepage. We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel Collectibles. You can leave reports of your latest toy finds as well as product reviews on our voicemail at 803-Marvel 4. That's 803-627-8354. Or email an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at MarvelishiousToys.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Arnie Carvalho. Marvelicious Podcast Video Enhancement by Andrew, Daryl, Richard, and Barrett. Marvelicious Website Design by Jason. Graphic Design by Justin. Photo Editing by Scott, Curtis, and Jeff. Announcements by Brock. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at SWActionNews.com. If you want to hear reviews of every movie ever based on Marvel Comics, check out those reviews and hundreds more on the Now Playing Podcast at nowplayingpodcast.com. Marvel Comics and all that the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2016, all rights reserved. And no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated.
3: Yeah, the weather was cold, but the toys were hot at Toy Fair International.
1: (laughs) Don't ever do that again. (laughs) Come on, that (laughs)
3: sounded like an ad. That sounded like a... (laughs)
2: Were they cheesy as well?
1: Yes, I, I think so.
3: <laughs> kind of desolate planetary base. I was going to say planetary base, but I mean, almost everything's a planet base. I mean... <laughs>
2: <laughs> Some alien terrain. I
3: asked him where my Walmart Wave 2 is, because I've been hitting Walmart all the time.
1: No, you've been hitting Walgreens, Arnie.
2: Oh, I found your man thing.
3: Yeah, you did. Had to
2: hunt though, didn't you? <laughs> it's, not a, it's not as big as I thought it would be.
3: <laughs> oh, God, I forgot Marjorie had the wireless headphones. She could hear all this. That's what I used to do when I'd walk out of the room with the wireless headphones, too. That's okay. They
1: cut it off the garage, and all I heard was Justin say, up the butt."
3: That's where he's putting my man thing. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> it's green. Right next to his on switch.
2: <laughs> Plenty of room after all that iron fisting.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you you, you saw the Twitter comments. Right?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Marketing. Well, Arnie was chatting somebody up. I ended up chatting up someone else and the That's guy... how we
3: roll on Saturday nights. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know. <laughs> we're totally free and cool. We're modern. <laughs>
2: So that's how it is in their family.
1: <laughs> anyway.
3: Octopus? Testicles? Octopi? What? Better off dead? <laughs> Put his testicles all over me.
2: <laughs> oh, tentacles. <clears throat>
3: The Tulk tongue is weird, too. It's like it's just floating in his mouth, like it's not attached in the back. Yeah. Is our tongue attached in the back? Yes. Is it just in the bottom? Now I'm wondering.
1: Well, it's, it's also attached into your throat.
3: Is it? Oh, now I feel weird. Oh, boy. <laughs> I feel a little violated by my tongue. <laughs> is my tongue deep-throating me? <laughs> oh.
2: At all times. <laughs> <laughs> That's hexagonal. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Or is it Kinda... sexagonal?
3: Six. Hexes. Is... <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Sextagonal.
1: <laughs> Isn't hex eight? Yes.
2: Or is that octagonal? That's octagonal.
1: Hexes ten. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah. It's shape. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, my Avengers DVD is starting to really come together with the signatures. I don't think I'll ever get ScarJo or Robert
2: Englund. which would just be weird